a caps yeah. Wild D, wild D, wild D. I'm the young old dude with the new allergy. Leader of the new school, old mentality. Got the loose Twitter fingers. You following me? Yeah. Over your head, got too much knowledge. Graduated in games, season no something. Outlast today, don't need no nostalgic. I'm over 38, performing like a freshman in college. Yeah. I'm the youngest old dude you know. Motive with life change, effortless with the flow. Out of boy, oh, you ain't no. This man against time, and this time, time just had to go. Let me vest 20 pounds of haters and run some more. Steadily getting laughed, I stride around goals. Lost it, I'm found it and winning. How I catch a bunch of L's, I quarterback the beginning. Yelling Y-O-D. Yeah, I'm a young old dude. Learn the rules like a pro, taking students to school. Y-O-D. Up in the gym, dropping mad jewels. Still hungry, stay seasoned, play mad fool. Y-O-D. Stay on my grind, it's that mastermind. Like wine, I get better with time. Y-O-D. Oh, you ain't heard about me. Got everybody in the city saying Y-O-D. What's up, everybody? You are now tuned in to the Y-O-D podcast with the Jean Rubin, brought to you by Yon Chronicles. www.yonchronicles.com. Be sure to click, subscribe, follow, and share. And don't forget to leave us a comment or give us a five-star rating. We greatly appreciate it. Let's listen in on a conversation between two friends. John Rubin and special guest Ron DiNicola. Enjoy. Well, I first want to say, John, I thank you very much for having me here. It's quite, it's quite an honor. And thank you. Uh, you're someone that I admire tremendously, both in and out of the ring. And uh, it's the attraction more than anything else besides your skill set inside the ring is the type of person you are inside and that drives me in situations both in and out of the ring and i just wanted to say thank you for having me here Gee, my pleasure it's funny he says stuff like that and then but i see you the same way so i i like dote on you way more than you know you you, you should be burned all the fucking time like we'll talk on um Say I train Marines in hand-to-hand combat, or, or somebody here we're going over a self-defense situation, and somebody, some, somebody always say something stupid and stuff, and I, and somewhere in there I wait, I wait, and I always go, you know, you don't fight everybody. You just, you just fucking don't do that. And they're like, uh, uh. and I said, man, I said I know a few ninjas. I said, you know my cut man. And they're like, yo, run, yeah. I said, man, I said he'll slap you around in the ring. I said, but that dude will fuck you up in the street. I said, there ain't no way you see him coming, like. Nah, I go, you, you don't know what you don't know. And that came from you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, it is true. And then, um, like if in a few times he called me late, past midnight or one or so, if, if he called, pick up. Because we just text whatever. But I'm like, I knew what time it was. I'm like, uh-oh, what'd you do? <laughs> and this man, it's the cool stories and shit, but like real life Steven Seagal, action but somebody like a damsel or whoever's in distress like i would i think i would overthink and be like man i go to help but if that goes sideways how it would be on me he go man nah i know i can do it so i'm gonna do it and make it work you know disarming a guy with a fucking weapon he pulling a fucking bar in one motion uh break the fucking weapon down while doing it and put the motherfucker on his ass and say hey y'all call the cops the fuck does that? That guy. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. 
There were only two incidences, I think, that I called him. And the first Hey, one, hey, hold up. Two. Motherfucker. <laughs> My damn. It, it, you know, when I was growing up, I, I would say to myself, how does a parent throw themselves in front of a kid to protect them? Yeah. Be it a car, be it whatever. And then I had my little one, she was just yo high, and we were going into a 7-Eleven, and his car pulled in really fast, so my first reaction was to grab her and block, not that I'm gonna block the car, but to get her out of the way. And, um, and it, you don't think about it, you just do it. There's no thought process. And I went, wow, that's how it works. And the one incident, there's two instances that I called him late, well, late at night, one was, um, there's this crazy gas station up in Temecula. It's near one, of the, near one of the casinos. And I used to pull in there every night to fill up my truck going home. It was a good spot. But the craziness that went on there was just nuts. I've stopped going there. But what happened was there had to have been, I'd say, minimum of eight Aryan guys, white Aryan guys. And there were two black guys, and they were just like way outnumbered. And, and they walked inside, and I had to go inside to pay. So I looked at him, and I said, so what's, what is uh, going on out there? And he was like, this is another white guy walking up to him now. And he says, I don't know. You tell me. I said, man, I'll tell you, it ain't good out there. They, they got knives and all kinds of stuff. So um, I said, I'll walk out with you. And because I had to go pump my gas and all, and they were off in the distance. And I, I've never seen that side where, you know, the guys were out in the parking lot with the Heil Hitler stuff. And, and, um, and this one guy had, what do they call it, a K-bar, the, 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 the uh, military knife? And he's banging on the window and stuff like that. So when we walked out, um, they were back further. And make a long, to make a long story short, we walked out, and there was one guy that was pretty much, one black guy that was pretty much the size of a John. So I figured no one's really going to bother him that much, you know. But they started coming at, at us, and um, they squared off a bit, and he punched us white guy a couple times and he said he had enough and went back and then we went back inside it was just getting too hot out here so we so the cops were called and so they were over by the cash by the cash register and this one white guy comes in with the k-bar and he starts opening up the ice cream case and he starts stabbing all the ice cream and i'm and i'm between the other guys and the door and the ice cream thing and uh, so he looks at me and it's like, what are you looking at? And I always have a little something with me, you know. And um, so oh, I, I uh, kind of... And he knows how to use it, but go ahead. And, but like I, just, I just kind of positioned myself so he couldn't see my hand. I said, don't do it, man. And he looks at me. I'm telling you, I'm begging you, don't do it. And he looked at me and I guess he thought I was serious. And he turned and walked away. I went, whoa. Okay, that was good. That was good. 
So when the whole thing was done, they left. They went down through the riverbed. And the guys got back in their car. And I looked at him. I said, so you're not going to hang around for the paperwork? Because the cops were coming. He says, hell no, I'm out of here. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> the other incident was, uh, I was just in, there was, where I live, there's this old western bar. It's a bar restaurant. And um, it's like, it's that western cheers thing where everybody knows your name, so to speak. And, um, and I wouldn't drink. I would just have, I would call it a blue dolphin. I would have water and lemon. And it became a joke. And so I went out to see the bartender out on the deck. And all of a sudden, there's these two guys fighting and rolling around and fighting. And, and, and I looked at him. I said, hey, break it up. You know, just not thinking anything. And then all of a sudden, this guy pulls out a gun. And um, as he's pulling it out, again, I go back to you don't think. You just do it. it w there was no thought process. And it... It was, it worked well, you know, with the, the typical thing where you put your hand down in between the trigger and the, and the barrel and, and you twist it against him so it was going to go off. I wanted it to shoot him and not anybody else. And um, so I got it away and, um, and there was a discussion inside and I was trying to disarm it. It was an older, like 357 or something. Anyway, make a long, to make a long story short, I took it with me, and I went home. And then I said, and I called a John, and I said, um, what am I supposed to do with this thing? Because the bar doesn't want to have it. So he said, you did what? <laughs> you did what? And I said, I mean, I, it was just there. I just did it, you know? I said, I swear to God, I don't know these people. <laughs> So he says, what you do is you go wipe off all your fingerprints because you don't know where that gun has been. Wipe everything off and bring it back to the bar. You did your job. Let them do theirs. So I said, all right. So I go back down, and the guy that was about to get shot is still sitting at the bar. And I looked at him, and he's drinking still. And I looked at him, and I said, you're still here? And he said, oh, man, thanks for having my back. And I'm thinking to myself, I didn't have your back. I had everybody else's. I don't know what you were fighting about. So I had one of the bullets in my pocket. And I took it out, and I placed it in front of his drink. And I said, tonight, you were born again. Use your new life wisely. And I walked out the bar. <laughs> yeah, it was like, but it just came. And it was crazy, you know, but. Now, and how, how many ways that could have went bad? We talked right. about that on the phone. I'm right. like, man, are you nuts? You go, but, but, I'm like, okay, but shit. But, <laughs> In a second. I like how you described it as typical way, as if everybody. Like, did that, see? <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, uh. You know, you see it in the movies. You see, you know, it's just, <laughs> it just worked out. I was in the right place at the right second, yeah, at but, the right time. The accuracy, though. Is meticulous what he said. You know, you take your finger and you put it between this and that. Okay, that's like, you know, you at the 200 yard, 300 yard line, and you're trying to hit center mass. You got to do everything just right to get that bullet to hit and not miss. So yeah, you man got a loaded fucking pistol pointed at somebody else, and you just you don't miss. Your finger don't go above, below. No, it goes right at the right place, separate block. Ninja. 
<laughs> Hold up. There was another one. Something in some parking lot. Some some chick dude was getting into it. You got oh. in between it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. He yeah. said two. Told you. Oh, yeah. This is a good one. Well, they all good, but this was real good. Anyway, what happened was I just moved into this place. I didn't have any furniture. I just moved in, getting divorced. And um, my daughter's coming home from school, and she's coming home from school, and she sees all the cops all around. She's like, what's Dad doing, you know? <laughs> and um, what happened was this guy across the street had a pit bull, and he attacked, the pit bull attacked a couple of other dogs in the neighborhood, and um, he attacked mine. And somehow I, I tried to get a hold of him, and what I did is I went behind the dog's hind side and I grabbed it and I pulled it up off the ground so it couldn't tear as mean as much so I tried to kind of snuff it by hitting it up against a car or something like that and but I dropped it and I fell <clears throat> I said damn this is gonna hurt <laughs> and I put my hand out there and the dog bit me but he didn't want me he wanted my dog so he went after my dog somehow I got him in I got him into the house and um um I got him separated, and the cops come and take him. So then we go off to a, rest, to a restaurant to get something to eat. So we go in, we're coming out, and some hippie-type guy is, he's beating up his girlfriend. I mean, I mean I'm talking fisticuffs. I mean, just full out. My daughter screams, and I didn't think. I, I just did. And I open up the door, and he had a beautiful lock of hair, you know, which I grabbed that. I grabbed the shoulder. I never hit him. I never hit him. And I brought him down to the ground. And then I did this little sankyo move, they call it. But anyway, so I, I grabbed his hands and I put it up there. And so they call the cops. And, and so we're waiting for him. And when you're wrestling with someone on the ground, that's a long time. It, you know, you think the cops are coming quick, but it takes a long time. So the, um, the guy's starting to get anxious and starting to move around, and I'm twisting him up. And then I figured, it's crazy, but I figured I'd make him think I was crazier than him. <laughs> so I did my best Who's that? Anthony Hopkins out of the Silence of the Lambs, the very low. Very, I just, you know, and I got this guy all twisted up. I just, you know, I had a very bad day today. <laughs> and, and I'm cranking him up. And, and uh, I says, you know, I did my taxes today and I, and I owe $1,000 more to the government. And I'm cranking him up. And I said, and then I got bit by a pit bull. <clears throat> and... <laughs> But you have to make him think that you're crazier than him. And I said, and now you. I said, give me an excuse to take my entire day out on you. Settle down because you're scaring me. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so you can see his eyes like shifting back and forth. And so the cops come and I look up at the cops and I got him twisted up and and the cops, I look at the cops and I say, so what do you want me to do with him? He says, I'd let him go. I don't think he's going to do a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the same cops that were at my house for the pit bull incident were now at the restaurant. 
<laughs> it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I said, man, I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> I, you know, it, it could have. I got lucky. I got lucky in both incidences. I mean, what if that guy was an NFL player that was pulling out of the car? I didn't think twice. You know, right. what if you know they were a special ops guy or, you know, I mean, like he know. says, it it can go a lot of different ways. But those guys, they don't do that stuff. Exactly. And I got lucky. Exactly. I got very lucky. So. It's kind of like, you know, in, in situations like that, people that do bully moves are not strong people in the first place. So it's the same thing. So I guess a, a, a duality instinct is that you inherently sense and feel that. So that makes sense. Now, <clears throat> I got to say this. This is why I laugh and go back and forth. I'm like. And we, 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 we brothers, fuck it, we just talk, right? Brothers from another mother. I'm like, man, I said, some of that stuff, though, is like, I don't know if it would have worked out if I had done it, because I look a little bit different. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> like, because what's this motherfucker doing? <laughs> what will happen is they'll look at him and they go, no, nah, I don't want that. I don't want a piece of that. But they'll look at me because, you know, a little more dumpy, a little shorter, and, you know, and... And they'll say, I'm going to fuck him up, you know. This podcast is sponsored by YOD, Young Old Dude. Any man that's 38 years or older and still lives a very active and energetic lifestyle is in fact a young old dude. Get all your YOD gear at www.extremepowergym.com. And uh, like there was that same, there was that same bar. Some guy just, he, it was on New Year's Eve. He, there was a waitress that was uh, going by and he kept taking the pool cue and jamming it up her butt. And I said, stop that. And it was like, well, who are you? I said, man, I don't want any trouble. Just leave her alone, you know. And, and he got, he got a little crazy and, and, and Muay Thai really worked well. I mean, I, <laughs> It was just, he was coming in at me, and he got an elbow, and I just touched him like this. But his body, his body, you know when you get an electric shock? It's not the electric shock that's throwing you back. It's your muscles that want to get out of that area. And he just, he went on the other side of the bar. And, and, and lady comes walking in and says, did you do that? And I said, what do you want me to say? I, I didn't do anything. You know? Number four. <laughs> but I didn't start it. I didn't, I didn't, and I try to avoid it. Oh, my God. But, you know, I mean, how are you going to, how can you in good conscience let those Aryan guys take advantage of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't. How can you let some guy that you know is a dirtbag to begin with shoot someone else? You just, you just do it. I got very lucky. It's not something I want to do ever again. It could have gone a lot of different ways, but I was just very lucky. And I'd like to think that some people didn't get hurt at that bar because because of that. Yeah, I'm pretty damn sure because that it, was it was there. The crowd was so thick that the bullet would have gone through someone and hit and and then hit someone else, especially with the uh, weapon that he had. I was just lucky. That's all you can say. And that last one, though, like, I'm, I'm going to say, because he slid it in there. You know, Muay Thai works really well. He came at me, and he, just, he, he took an elbow. 
I never hit anybody with, <laughs> in, with, with mean intentions. And then I just kind of nudged him away, but you know, he went to the other side of the His feet came off the floor. I've never seen anything like it. I went, wow. <laughs> but it was, you know. Oh, so <clears throat> long story short, this guy is a dude that if, if, uh, if it got to go into a shit sandwich, I want him with me. Because when it's time to go, as we, you know, you sit back home, ghetto, where you do it. Some people got it, some people don't. Some people want to talk it and this and that. It's like, no, you ain't, mm -mm, you ain't made of that stuff. He is, and you can't see him coming. Ooh-wee. <laughs> you know, there, there is one thing, and I got you the cane once. Mm -hmm. The cane, I, I love this weapon because it's so innocuous. Is that the right word? You don't see it coming. There was a movie with the, I think it was Seven Samurai or something like that. It was the real one where the guy dresses up as a monk to get close to the guy that was, that was raping the girl. So which, um, you, you cloak yourself in such a way, but you can get up close to someone because if you're walking up and you got a cane, they don't, boom, mm -hmm. hook, you know. It, I got a book. We, we talked about this too. We, obviously, we like big in the martial art. But for me, once I get to the point, and, and I, I mean, who knows? It, it may be way, way, way further down the road or I, whatever. But say some of the stuff I love to do and I can't do anymore. Like, all right, okay, fine. Because uh, there's a certain point with this knee. I know it has to be replaced, and I don't know how that's going to go. <clears throat> but either way, the, the Korean martial art got the, the literally cane fighting, like a walking cane. No, not a joke. Uh, um, what was that TV show? with the guy in the top hat and the suit. The Avengers? The Avengers. Like, like way, way, way back. As a little kid, I saw it, and I thought it was the coolest thing. This guy, you know, uh, proper gentleman, this and this and this, and he just kind of walked with a little limp in the cane and this and that, and all, you know, people think, oh, you know, and the punks come out, and he just tear the whole fucking place up with that walking stick, and I'm like, I want that. <laughs> I want to know that science, and that, so that'll be my next, or uh, what have you, but it's still the truth, though, like hiding in plain sight. You know, you, you don't put on this presence of intimidation because that's not what you intend to do. You mind your own fucking business. But then when dumbasses come at you, and you're like, okay, you know, and then you do do, you good? Okay. <laughs> but he hanging with a John gives you, we've been together since. I think 01. Yeah, early 01. Before, no, no. before 9-11. And the funny thing is I used to go to those towers all the time. In fact, one of the best, health, fastest health food stores was in those towers. And, but um, he had people, and he would do like cocktail, you know, with Tom, with Tom Cruise, you know, throwing <laughs> stuff up in the air and real showboat stuff. But the stories that you didn't hear, I knew someone that their son was on the canine division. And he was at the dentist's office that day that it happened. He was having some surgery. So he went in with his dog the following day. And what you didn't, the stories that you didn't hear were he was telling me there was a beam and everyone was coming down the stairs and the beam fell and crushed. But everyone's hand was still on the staircase, on the, on the uh, banister. You don't oh. hear the real stories like that. But one of the most memorable incidences within the gym was at 9-11. Oh, yeah. And 
I came in and, you know, the towers were now down. It was the same day. And usually when you come into the gym, you can hear music bumping and whatever, and everyone's kicking the bag and talking. There was such an eerie feeling that day that I never forgot it because I walked in and Fabian was here then. And all the Marines that were here knew they were going to war. So the focus and the intensity of the thumping of the bags, there was, I don't remember any music going on at all. There was like silence. And all you heard was, I mean, at a level that I've never heard before of intensity. And these guys were, these guys were pounding a bag. They knew they were getting ready and they were going. So. They wanted to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, that, that was a mess. I don't know if I ever told you, but even at that point, I was so pissed um, that I, you know, I felt it too. And I can't remember, I, I, uh, I talked to one of the local recruiters and shit, and I was considering going back in just, I, I'm not kidding, I swear yeah. to God, I did. I can believe that. And, uh, and then I start weighing everything. Okay, I do, then it's this, and it's that, and it's this, and it's that, and it's like, you know, wait a minute, you know, I, don't, I don't fought my, my wars and shit, so. Um, but I was just, just sick to my stomach. Like, I didn't know how to make sense of that. I don't think any of us did. But I was mad as hell, though. And I'm like, you motherfucker, what the fuck, dude? What is this? It's a cap yeah. Wild D, wild D, wild D. I'm the young old dude with the new allergy. Leader of the new school, old mentality. Got the loose Twitter fingers. You following me? You have been listening to the YOD Podcast. Be sure to join us next week as we continue a conversation between two friends. The Wildy Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>